Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be discussing the latest woke celebrity to get me tooed. Then The Last of Us 2 is finally out, but now some LGBT activists are saying that the game just does not go far enough for representation. Gee, it's almost like these people cannot be pleased. First up, Ansel Elgort. No, that is not a stroke that I just had. That is actually the name of the actor we are going to be discussing. You may be familiar with him from his roles as Caleb in the Divergent series or as Baby Driver. He plays Baby Driver, the lead. And despite the fact that I I really don't feel like Ansel Elgort has had that many big roles or been in that many huge movies, he is one of those celebrities that has a disproportionately large social media following, kind of a la Chrissy Teigen. If you check out his Instagram account, which I think seems to be the social media platform that he's most active on, he has millions of followers. And just taking a cursory glance at his profile, you would think that he's your average, one of the run of the mill woke left-wing celebrity, right? I mean, in his bio, he links to Black Lives Matter and a site where you can donate to help them. He's been posting videos about, let's see, Rihanna telling white people they need to be better allies and that they need to pull up. He posted a video talking about how black people are being killed systemically. He also participated in Blackout Tuesday, which was this whole movement where a lot of (laughs) trendy influencers posted black squares on their feeds to let the world know how much they like black people. And he even wrote a post saying, is America's political system broken or can we vote for people who will combat America's systemic racism. Let's make America great for the first time. It's been great for me, but not for everyone. And because of that, America sucks. On his uh, Black Square for Blackout Tuesday, he also felt the need to write that what we shouldn't do is ignore the fact that there is a massively unfair system in place that needs to be rebuilt. There really shouldn't be any disagreement on this. If you don't want to be a part of making a just world for everyone, then you're not a good person. Do the right thing like Mr. So clearly Ansel Elgort is just a better person than a lot of us who aren't posting black squares on our Instagram profiles. But according to the latest allegations, he may actually have a little bit of a problem being too familiar and too forceful with some of his female fans, some of his very young female fans. So that's what we're going to be going over today. But first, I need to tell you folks about the Theragun. Do you have back back pain, <laughs> muscle cramps? Because I sure as heck do, and that is why I use the Theragun. It is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it is as quiet as an electric toothbrush for work. Anytime I'm awake, I'm pretty much hunched over my laptop or my phone and it is not good for me. I actually have regularly scheduled visits to a massage therapist to help me work out all of the kinks and tensions I have here. Uh, let me tell you, as someone who has been to many massage therapists, that for me, the Theragun does a better job of relieving my pain than they do. And unlike a massage therapist, the Theragun doesn't cost me like a hundred bucks each time I use 
reads it. Everyone in my family loves this thing. We all kind of have back problems, bad posture. Um, it's actually kind of a problem. I may need to order a second one just so we don't fight over using it. So try the Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitution for the Theragun Generation 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com slash Lauren right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash Lauren. Again, theragun.com slash Lauren. All right. So I know it may be hard to believe this just because we've all seen how how good a person Ansel Elgort is based on his social media posts. But recently, a girl named Gabby released a statement to her Twitter account that kind of went viral and potentially a lot of people are saying exposed Ansel Elgort as a sexual predator. So she wrote in a post, I was sexually assaulted a couple days after I just turned 17. I was only 17 and he was in his 20s. He knew what he was doing. I'm not posting this to clout chase because I simply don't care for that. I'm posting this so I can finally heal and I know I'm not alone and that he's done this to other girls. Ansel Elgort sexually assaulted me when I was 17. I had DM'd him on when it was two days before my 17th birthday birthday and I got his private Snapchat. I didn't think he'd ever see my DM. I was just a kid and I was a fan of his. So when it happened, instead of asking me if I wanted to stop having sex, knowing it was my first time and I was sobbing in pain and I didn't want to do it, the only words that came out of his mouth were, we need to break you in. Obviously that, if true, is a very serious allegation. And I just want to say on this channel, regardless of how I feel about any of the individuals we talk about when it comes to these types of accusations, our rule is always innocent until proven guilty. But with that in mind, I think it's fair to acknowledge that some accusations seem a little more credible than others. And along with this post, the girl in question, Gabby, also included a screenshotted message of, it looks like Ansel Elgort's account, giving her his Snapchat. Now, like I mentioned, Ansel Elgort has a large social media following. So even though when the girl released this statement, she got a lot of support and a lot of people saying that they were done with Ansel Elgort after this, they didn't, they didn't want to see any of his movies anymore, there were a shocking amount of people, I don't even want to say defending him, but more just excusing his behavior because they find him good looking. And I, I wish I was kidding. Because this is behavior, I think, no matter what your political beliefs are, left or white, left or right, you should be able to condemn. But I'm not. This is this is how terrible Stan Twitter is. We have some examples here. This person says, I wish I was her, my baby driver, my ultimate crush. Let's do that in the car, LMAO, Ansel Elgort, DM me. Someone else says, she shouldn't have exposed him like this. It's so immature of her. Like, you're not even arguing for his innocence. You're just saying like, yeah, he maybe did it, but sh she shouldn't be saying anything. So much feminism here. This person says he can choke me and F me to death. Another saying she deserves it. This person asks, can he sexually assault me? Boys and girls, listen to your auntie Lauren. Just because someone is good looking, just because you happen to appreciate their face the way that genetics and luck have structured their face and nose on their skull, that does not excuse them abusing you or abusing anyone else. I, I know you you might be thirsty, especially if they're like teenagers watching. I understand there's a lot of hormones up in there during that time. Still though, abuse is abuse. Rape is rape. Uh, we're, we're not about to excuse that behavior. 
just because someone's hot. And actually, the the amount of vitriol and pushback that that girl got from Ansel Elgort's fans was so bad that she deleted her entire account. And again, I'm not going to say whether he, this guy did it or not because I don't know, but I, I will mention that once this girl's post went viral, a lot of other fans kind of came out with stories that sounded very similar. And once again, they were bringing receipts, i.e. actual screenshots that at the very least seemed to indicate there were some kind of interaction and a lot of times it seems inappropriate interaction. This person says, glad people are finally giving Ansel Elgort the crap he deserves for what he's done, but it kind of upsets me that this energy wasn't there back in 2014 when he was sending, let's just say nudes, to me on Twitter when I was an eighth grader. Here we have another person who alleges wrongdoing, this time in French, but a translation reads, I know that you still follow me. You remember when you sent me this when I was 15 and you were 21. And here we see a screenshot saying, you're too cute, wish you were older, and appears to be from that same private Snapchat account. And then this person, Madison, alleges that she and Ansel went out at the age of 16 when he was in his 20s. And she says, at the age of 16, I was not aware how predatory and creepy this behavior was. Now, as a woman in her 20s, I see this for what it is. I hadn't seen these pictures in six years and it brought up a lot of repressed emotions reading them again. Thanks for all the support right now. And then in the original interaction, we see on Twitter him asking her what grade she was going to be in next year. And then when she replies 11th, him giving her his Snapchat. Wow, he, he was really leveraging the Twitter DMs and the Snapchat <laughs> to get to young fans. Uh, so that's a lot of information to process, of course. Uh, before we kind of unravel that, though, I want to talk to you about Laurel Springs. If you, like many other families right now, have dipped your toes into homeschooling because of the pandemic and are loving it, but feel like you could use some guidance, you need to check out Laurel Springs. Online learning might be new for your family, but Laurel Springs has been doing this for nearly 30 years. As the experts in online learning, Laurel Springs has the tools and the curriculum your child needs to maintain their learning unhindered by whatever the future holds. Their flexible learning program designed for students in kindergarten through 12th grade offers challenging and diverse courses, including summer courses. And Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and Kanye, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. So register your child at laurelsprings.com lauren today and receive a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash Lauren for your waived registration fee, laurelsprings.com slash Lauren. So with all of these stories coming out, a lot of people were pointing out that, hey, for most of these fans, depending on if they were 16 or 17, perhaps even 15, depending on where the place that they live is, this may not even be illegal behavior. I need to address that. Okay, number one, what Gabby, the first girl, was alleging, regardless of her age, definitely seemed like it wasn't consensual sexual interaction. So doesn't matter how old a person is, that is never okay. Uh, number two, even if we overlook the age difference, just the fact that he was older than these teens and a celebrity, it's pretty clear that there was a power imbalance in these relationships and it does feel predatory for a celebrity to be leveraging his fame like that to gain access to underage girls. Um, his fans, though, again, were so vicious that a lot of these other accounts coming forward with information also ended up either going private or deleting their accounts entirely. 
I'm not going to say again that I think this guy did it, but this is the type of behavior, um, leveraging fame and exploiting young girls that is very, very common in Hollywood. That's all I'm going to say about it. And actually, Ansel did release an apology of sorts to Gabby, that first girl that we have here. He posted it on his Instagram account. It reads, I was distressed to see the social media posts about me that have been circulating in the past 24 hours. I cannot claim to understand Gabby's feelings, but her description of events is simply not what happened. I have never and would never assault anyone. What is true is that in New York in 2014, when I was 20, Gabby and I had a brief legal and entirely consensual relationship. Unfortunately, I did not handle the breakup well. I stopped responding to her, which is an immature and cruel thing to do to someone. I know this belated apology does not absolve me of my unacceptable behavior when I disappeared. As I look back at my attitude, I am disgusted and deeply ashamed of the way I acted. I am truly sorry. I know I must continue to reflect, learn, and work to grow in empathy. What you will notice about that apology is that he doesn't actually mention any of the other many girls who have come forward with their own allegations, and he does seem to try to paint the whole situation as, yeah, I dumped her and ghosted her, and she's just doing this because she's mad. Ultimately, the only people who will ever know the truth are Ansel and Gabby. But what I love about this story and the reason why I wanted to talk about it, because right now, if you go to Ansel Elgort's Instagram profile, you will see Black Lives Matter support posts and then an apology for sexual misconduct. That is that is Hollywood in a nutshell. And that's actually why I wanted to talk about this story. I am not saying that someone who supports or anyone who supports BLM is secretly a type of predator, but performative virtue and this type of online activism we see all the time from celebrities to get attention. It's just, I need everyone to understand that this is a lie. This is all for publicity. Ansel Elgort posting the speech of Rihanna telling white people to pull up and be better allies, that doesn't make him a better person. Hopping onto certain trendy causes doesn't make you moral. And we see that from the the number of celebrities who will profess to be progressive and tolerant and all these things, yet have a, a string of allegations about, I don't know, like drugs, infidelity, sexual abuse in general. And it's like, don't don't look to Hollywood for a moral compass because it's not going to be there. I wish the best for the girls, whatever they're going through. And I would love to know what you all think about this. Do you think he did these things? Do you think he didn't? If he did do these things, should he be canceled? Uh, and it's actually very upsetting for people who are fans of the movie, movie Baby Driver like I am because... He now has these allegations in it. Kevin Spacey's in that movie. We all know what happened with their, their and so is Jamie Foxx. Not, not a great lineup, it seems. Now though, let's talk about The Last of Us 2. And before we get into it, spoiler warning, by the way, I know last time Liam and I discussed the game, someone said that because they were listening to the podcast from like a different room or something, by the time that they heard there were spoilers and we talked about the actual spoilers, they hadn't had enough time to make it back to the room to stop it on their laptop or iPod or whatever it was, so, my friend, I am filibustering for you. If you haven't had the chance to play the game yet, click away because, all right, we're getting into it. So this game was controversial before it even came out. I mean, people were concerned when 
an alleged former employee said that Joel, pretty much the main character from the first game, was killed very early on in the game by a character named Abby, who people thought was was trans based on the way she looked, but apparently that's not true. There was also an allegation from a developer that not offending trans women by making female characters too feminine was a concern when making the game. And just that there were a lot of things coming out that were a little, little bit of red flags for people. Well, now that the game is out, it seems unfortunately like a lot of those stories were true. So we're going to be getting into it. But first... Let's talk about HR issues. So when you're running a business, HR issues can kill you, but Bambi is here to help you out. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and more HR is important, but HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They can average about 70K per year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all starting at just $99 per month. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all starting at just $99 a month, month-to-month with no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. You didn't start a business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance, so let Bambi help you. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Chen right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Chen. That's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Chen. All right, so the user and critic scores for the game are up. And as you can imagine, there is a big divide between the two. On Metacritic, the average user review is now a 3.9. Meanwhile, the critic reviews average about 95. So as you can see, quite a stark difference. And I know some people might be inclined to say, well, the people who are hating on the game either haven't played it or are just right wing trolls. And okay, fair enough. If you haven't played the game, you really shouldn't be reviewing it. Uh, Same with if you haven't seen a movie, don't review it. That I, I think is just fair. But if you read what some of these users are writing, it really does just seem like they were disappointed with the story. We have some examples here. This user says, it breaks my heart to write this, but I really did not expect such a poor story after all these years of waiting. While there were a few genuinely good moments, the majority of the game filled up with plot holes. It just took elements of what worked for the first game without understanding what made them compelling. It seems like this game was done by another studio, but it's not. The basic gameplay has stayed the same, for better or worse. Environment puzzles are almost gone. So remove story from the table and you are left with the shallow gameplay that will have you looking for some other game. It doesn't sound like this person was driven by misogyny to dis like the game, it just seems like they really didn't like it. Let's contrast that though with some of the critic reviews. So again, these average a 95 from Screen Rant, which was assigned a score of 100 for the game. The greatest game of this console generation? Of that, there is absolutely no doubt. It is also quite possibly the greatest video game of all time. That's that's quite high high praise. <laughs> All right, from the Washington Post, again, another perfect score. The Last of Us Part Two is an astonishing achievement, a searing demonstration of how a video game can marry heart-stopping gameplay, gorgeous environmental storytelling, and anxiety-inducing moral complexity. And then we have Spazio Games. They, again, with a perfect score, say, The Last of Us Part Two is a poignant and devastating story about what remains of humanity. It is not just the best game of the year, but the most representative game of this generation. Okay, there's this notion among so many critics now, whether it's critics who talk about games, 
TV shows, movies, comic books, whatever, that to have a good story, like something that's like chef's kiss, you need two things essentially. Representation, i.e. diversity, and subverting expectations. If you have those two things, you know, uh, queer, trans, non-white lesbians, plus things not happening the way you, you assumed they would, that that is a work of art. You, you can take that to the bank. That is certified 2020 fresh. Personally, I have a different standard for what I like to call good entertainment. I like things, you know, that that are relatable, that make me laugh or cry, depending what it is. I like a compelling, thought-provoking story, that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, for these people, diversity, subverting expectations. It does seem from everything I've heard that The Last of Us Part Two does do that. Obviously, though, a lot of people aren't happy with with that being the case. Do I think that this game is still probably going to make a lot of money? I think so. I think the goodwill from the first game was so strong that a lot of people probably just want to see the story to completion for themselves, for better or worse. I think a lot of people probably weren't aware of the leaks and what allegedly happened, which was confirmed to be true. So I'm sure they will have a lot of sales, but are a lot more fans than was necessary disappointed? You can bet. And what's so interesting about this is that a lot of the time when these studios pander to activists, it blows up in their face because these types of activists that they're trying to court are the types of people, I mean, they're, they're Karens, right? They're never going to be satisfied and they're always going to demand more from you. And we have an example of that right here in this article by The Independent. It's called The Last of Us Part Two's Queer Representation is Groundbreaking. Is it enough? Okay, and that, that's essentially what this piece is about in a nutshell, asking, is this enough? And the answer is no. For these people, it will never be enough. So why these studios even try to pander to them time after time, I still don't quite understand, but you know, whatever, it's their prerogative, they can do what they want. So this author writes, for all its brilliance, The Last of Us Part Two is a complicated game. Its glowing and aggressively publicized review scores do not paint the whole picture. Already, the game has left people divided. Many of the critiques have homed in on its extreme violence. Part 2 dodges some of the tawdry or stereotypes that often plague queer narratives, but it's still a story of immense pain and suffering inflicted all too often on queer characters. Okay, problem number one with the game. A queer character goes through hardship. Okay, you can't have that. That's not, that's not progressive, all right, because that's kind of symbolizing the hardships that queer people go through all the time in real life. So we can't have that only happy queer characters. We continue. Video games can be squeamish about depicting any sexuality, let alone queer sex. For its part, The Last of Us Part Two shows enough physical intimacy to believably sell its romances. It is cagey, however, about labels, about using words like lesbian or transgender, though a certain homophobic slur does rear its head later on. All right. Second problem with the game, the characters aren't embracing the labels of their identities enough, okay? So we need to have a happy lesbian character with a shirt that says, I heart vagina on the front, and then like on the back, it'll say proud lesbian, all right? Because otherwise, are you really engaging with the identities you claim to represent? I, I don't think so, okay? This writer makes a good point. We continue, Kate Craig, the environment artist for Fulbright who worked on Gone Home, tells me, 
Good, thoughtful representation in a game, not just queer, comes from hiring people with that lived experience. While it's always a delight to come across nuanced representation, I'm personally less concerned with what a character is written to identify as and more interested in studios that hire queer developers and create a culture removed of microaggressions. Third problem with the game, it wasn't made by enough queer characters. And we we have another person saying the same thing here. For Robert Yang, a game developer and academic whose work often pointedly explores queer sexuality, The Last of Us Part II's queer representation is fine, but it doesn't really support LGBTQ communities or politics. It's just a small gesture from an entertainment company. When we talk about representation, we also need to talk about who makes and controls that representation by that metric, queer artists and creators everywhere, especially LGBTQ people of color, are still struggling to be heard. What we need from an actually representative game, okay, Naughty Dog, is actual queer people of color making the game about the very explicitly identifying lesbian who has nothing but a happy story. If you don't have that, are you really doing enough for the community? I don't think so either. I think this author makes a lot of very good, very reasonable points and they finish off by saying, of course, the problem extends beyond the game themselves. To the platforms that host them, tech companies and game platforms are continuing their war against queer politics and sexuality, says Yang. At the end of the day, many of the problems facing queer gamers and queer creators are rooted in the problems of capitalism. Thank you, independent. Okay, fourth or fifth, I don't even know at this point, problem with the game, it doesn't seek to subvert the capitalist system that is, as we know, at the root of all oppression. Maybe don't try to make your game for these people. I don't know, that's just a suggestion from me, seeing as how much they hate capitalism and uh, apparently how much problem they have getting employment According to this guy, it doesn't seem like they have the money or the means to buy the game anyway. Oh my goodness. I don't even feel bad for the studio though. I mean, you reap what you sow. This is the type of criticism you open yourself up to when you go around praising Anita Sarkeesian, which this guy did. It's like, okay, fine. You made your bed. Now lie in it. These are the, the people who are going to be playing your game now. You have to deal with the fact that none of them will ever be happy. One thing, though, that I do want to say they're right about is the fact that this is ultimately pandering, right? at least in part. I don't think it's fair to say that this is just for the money because I think, like I said, there is an ideo ideological bent that the studio definitely has and are trying to pass on with this game. But we have uh, this tweet that's been going pretty viral and it's really inter interesting here. So we have the profile page of PlayStation Europe and look, oh, it's, it's all colorful for pride. How modern. And also we have the uh, profile for, I guess, the just the regular PlayStation account. Oh, again, it's colorful for pride. It's, that's amazing. It's so, so modern and, and tolerant. But oh, oh, what's here? We have PlayStation Arabia. No, no pride colors. I wonder, hmm, I wonder why that is. Look, 
this type of woke entertainment, it's going to just keep coming and coming. It doesn't matter the fact that people don't buy it because, again, it's not all about the finances. But you know what? These people should be free to make their games, right? Unlike people on the far left, I'm not going to demand that The Last of Us 2 is taken down for having very, very gross sex scenes that no one wants to see. I'm not going to demand that they stop making these games. They can do whatever they want. But don't be surprised when fewer and fewer people buy your product right? I mean, it's just maybe you want to sit down and spend a lot of money on a game to be lectured subliminally about how bad white people are and how strong women are able to manhandle just full-grown men, no problem. That's not what most people want, though. So you can't really be mad at them when they don't play your game. Uh, I would love to hear what you all think about the whole Last of Us 2 situation. If you were a fan of the first game, are you going to be buying the second game? Have you already bought it? And if so, what did you think of it? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.